1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of Premiership action in the sunshine. Celtic are in Aberdeen. Scott Brown goes up against his future employer, with Rangers taking their unbeaten league run to St Johnson. There's a Lanarkshire Derby, Hibs Livy, Ross County St Mirren and Kilmarnock Dundee United. And football mourns the passing of one of its great characters, the European Super League. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday. Andy, plenty to get our teeth into tonight. Yep, three games in the, the championship group of the, the Premiership. I think we can potentially see some real separation in that that uh, that third place spot. So some some big games going on there, and then of course the biggie, the biggie. It's a Wednesday, you know. When we're in here on a Wednesday, nine times out of ten we're watching Motherwell. But it's actually one I'm looking forward to because you know what Hamilton usually do to Motherwell, don't you? Go. I left Altman. You you two chose Hamilton Motherwell on the TV. We've got other. We'll we'll, talk, we'll change the channel at seven o'clock. Right, there's a bit of a compromise. I'm sure, I'm sure the, the, the listeners believe that uh, to be here, Gary. It's a it's a great night when we've got the full fixture card at this stage of the season because yes, we know the titles won, but pretty much everywhere else there's a there's quite a lot to be settled out there. Yeah, without a doubt. I think bottom of the league in particular, the the big Lancashire derby that we're watching here uh, is, is a massive one. So uh, I think down the bottom is is key uh, in, in the games tonight. See what I'm up against here? They're not even giving it its real name <laughs> just to try and get under my skin. And you, you are right, Hamilton Aki's record against Mullow is spectacular. Uh, so good on them. 01419511025 on the phones. Every team in the Premiership in action tonight, so you've got no excuse really. You must you must have something on your mind if your team is in action. And if you're a fan of the Championship, then chances are you played last night. And whatever else is on your mind, 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So it's Hamilton Motherwell, Hibs Livy at 6 o'clock. We've got St Johnston Rangers at 7 o'clock. Then at your traditional 7.45, Aberdeen Celtic, Kelly Dundee United and Ross County St Mirren. The, I, I always have to just keep an eye on those times because I'm bound to get them mixed up. Um, very quickly, then a word on the six o'clock kickoffs. We are got the the Lanarkshire derby on the TV at the moment, as you guys suggested. Hamilton Motherwell. How big a game is this for for Hamilton Ackies? Is their survival? Does it does it hinge on a win tonight, or how, how big is it for Brian Rice's side? I think it's a massive game. I, I, listen, I don't think it's the be all and end all, but I think that uh, they'll certainly be going into the game feeling as if they have to take at least something from the game. You know, Kilmarnock obviously the 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 seven seven forty five kick off are up against Dundee United. You know, Kilmarnock have started to find their feet a little bit, so you fancy them to potentially take points in that game. Ross County home to St Mirren, so I think Brian Rice and his team will realise it's a it's a real opportunity to, to try and get three points. Like you said, all jokes aside, a team that they've, they've fared really well against over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, if you can't gain confidence from that record, Gary, Hamilton have won two of the last 18 games, both against Motherwell, and both absolute doings as well. So I'm sure Brian Rice will just be pointing to those and, and trying to replicate those performances. Yeah, and I think playing at home as well, you know, on the, the 4G pitch, I think helps them. I think playing the early game to put pressure on the, the teams above them is, is really important that they, they get that win and, and do that so it's it's a massive game for them I don't like Andy said I don't think it's must win because you know they still to play thing, other yeah. teams round about them but it's definitely a big game for them yeah, and of course Hibs Livy if Hibs want to finish in third place then I'm sure they would uh, fancy those three points tonight and we'll be hoping Celtic would do them a turn up there at Pitodri so there's lots to get through between now and 8 o'clock but we do need you we need you along the way 01419511025 
Give us your thoughts Let's go to McDermott Park And get team news Ahead of St Johnson Rangers With Andrew McLean Yeah a nice night here In Perth Actually not a whole lot To play for though Between these two teams Especially when you look At the league table Rangers of course Will be keen to keep Their unbeaten record And hit after 100 points While they're at it With their remaining Four league games But the Scottish Cup Now is of course The priority for them <clears throat> and you can say the same for St Johnson really as well. They could catch Livingston above them if they have a good end to the season, but the prospect of doing a domestic cup double will be the main thought for Callum Davidson and his players. These two, of course, meet in the quarterfinals on Sunday evening. Rangers with an eye on a domestic double of their own. So probably no surprise that there is changes in the team lineups tonight with that game in mind. As for St Johnson, it looks as if it's a 3-4-3 for them tonight. Xander Clark in goal, Liam Gordon, Jason Kerr and Jamie McCart the back three. It'll be Sean Rooney, Ali McCann, Liam Craig and Callum Booth across the midfield with David Rotherspoon, Stevie May and Guy Melamed as the front three. The substitutes, Parrish, Brown, Tanzer, Bryson, O'Halloran, Gilmore, Kane and Ferguson. As for Rangers, seven changes from that win against Celtic on Sunday. Out go McGregor, Patterson, Hellander, Arfield, Aribo, Kent, Anne Morelos, Income McLaughlin, Tavernier, Simpson, Hadji, Roof, Itten and Wright. So it'll be John McLaughlin who starts in goal. A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Jack Simpson and Borna Barisic. It'll be Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara with Yanis Hadji. Slightly more advanced in midfield with Kemar Roof and Scott Wright supporting Cedric Itten. The substitutes for Rangers tonight McGregor Patterson Bassey Hellander Defoe Kent Aribo Arfield and Morelos right, Rangers fans what do you make of that team happy enough with those changes who are you looking forward to seeing who are the, the fringe players that you think need to try and, and stake a claim and, and show that they can force their way into the team maybe at the end of this season or for the start of next season and uh, anything else you think we've missed pick up that phone 01419511025 uh, Andy what do you make of that team is it a case of well, when you've You've won the league and you don't have too much to play for. You can afford to make seven changes and it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, and I mean, listen, you look at the changes. McLaughlin's came in, done really well this season. Scott Wright, for me, has looked very lively in the, the limited appearances he's made for for the football club. Kamar has scored a lot of goals. Hadji's made an impact. So, seven changes, but you, know, you can see the, the, the strength and depth in Rangers squad that, that, uh, that really stands out in moments like this. But the one for me, Jack Simpson, not seen a lot of uh, a Rangers shirt since he signed in January. I think only a couple of substitute appearances. So, First start for the club So interested to see how he does tonight Gary that obviously is the luxury Of having the league wrapped up And for someone like Jack Simpson Can it, can it be important Andrew McLean saying You know not a lot to play for But can that Can that be important for guys like that To come into an environment Where the pressure's not really on And then try and you know Feel their way into the team And then you, you hopefully see the best of them Next season you, you then don't have that bedding in period Down the line Yeah I think every time you you step on a football pitch it's important uh, and especially when, when you play for the old firm I think it's uh, really important for these young players to, to go out and show that they, they can handle the pressure they say there's nothing to play for they're going for an unbeaten season which is you know something that is not easy to achieve so uh, I think there's a lot to play for even though the, the league is, has been wrapped up a number of weeks ago and uh, it's, it's a big night for those young players Rangers fans touching distance now of that unbeaten run you keep telling us you don't care it's all about the, the league and now it's the Scottish Cup now that it's so close what are your thoughts on it what chance does St Johnson have of ending it and ultimately what do you make of that team let's hear from everyone out there tonight every team in the top flight is involved so you must have something on your mind let's go to Chris to kick things off he's a Rangers fan he's from Cumbernauld what do you make of that team Chris? I'm honestly I'm surprised it's seven changes yeah. um, I, expect, I expected changes and I know Gerard in the past has said there will be changes. Obviously, we rotate the squad quite well. 
But I didn't. I don't want to expect seven changes. Obviously, I think there's also four players: it's Davis, Kamara, um, Golson, and, and Barisic have stayed in from the game of the old firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see Jack Simpson. In all honesty, because I watched a wee bit of him at Bournemouth when he was down there, and I was quite impressed. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, I think when people are saying there's not a lot to play for, I think there is something to play for. Maybe for for guys like Scott Wright and, and Jack Simpson, obviously coming in in January. We're coming in to show Rangers fans what to, what they're, they're about, especially Jack Simpson because he's not as I think it was Andy said he's not had very much game time playing for Rangers. Um, so I think there's there's definitely something for him to play for just to show us what he's about and to get us excited for next season with another another centre half coming in the door. Yeah, you're right. About I think it's about half an hour of of game time. I was going to throw the question out there, and I still will. You know, which of those changes is the most interesting? But. I, I feel like there is that obvious answer You've said Jack Simpson Chris and Cumbernauld said Jack Simpson Yeah, I feel like that might be the, the popular reply Yeah I feel as if Cedric Itton's another one You know I, I think over the course of the season Has he really showed the, the value that Rangers have brought him in for I know it's difficult for him Because he's, he's got the likes of Alfredo Morelos One of Rangers key players in front of him Kamar Roof scoring goals whenever he plays And I think from, from his appearances for, for Cedric Itton it's, it's, been, it's been okay You know there's been flashes where he's what he's done he's done all, uh, all right but I think it's nights of tonight where he's uh, he's really got a chance to, uh, a chance to show himself and, and show that he belongs within the squad so I think him and, and uh, Jack Simpson are the two that maybe a little bit more of a magnifying glass on his, uh, tonight I mean Callum Davidson's done great things since he went to St Johnston Gary I wonder how he would uh, you know, perhaps lay that challenge down to to his players to try and, and be that team that, that ends Rangers' unbeaten run. The Rangers fans, like I say, some of them phone up this show and say, "Ah, we're not bothered. It was all about winning the league." But is is that something he can use? Go on there and show that that we can be the team to to end it. Yeah, without doubt. I think they've, you know, Callum's job and the season St Johnson's had has been outstanding. Uh, they've they've gave Rangers uh, games this season that that the scoreline has been close. They've put them under a lot of pressure. Uh, I think their style of play will suit the game that you know Rangers will dominate the ball and they, they will try and counter and uh, cause an upset that way so I, I don't think they've anything to lose I think they've had a great season so far so it's it's almost a, a free hit for them and they can go out and just and just play their game and try and try and upset the odds yeah of course the sides meet in a, a more important game in the Scottish Cup at Ibrox very soon indeed but I'm not sure if this is Dress rehearsal as such When Rangers have made So many changes um, Chris What about James Tavernier Coming back in Now I'm sure you're Delighted at that Because he's, he's your captain And perhaps a player Of the year contender But would this not have been A, a good opportunity To just keep Nathan Patterson In the team and, and get him some more Game time Absolutely Absolutely I think there's I understand Obviously he's the captain He's been there for well, Just shy of five Just over five years now He's in Obviously, criticism has come to Avenue's way. I've been very much one of those who has criticised over the years he's been at Angels, also the mistakes he's made. But also, as you say, player of the year contender, I think he probably is going to be player of the year. If not, it probably will be Alan McGregor or Stephen Davis. I think that's probably a three way run at it. Um, but I do think it's a bit unfair on Nathan Patterson not being in the team. I was actually listening to something Andy was talking about on a different show um, earlier tonight. Um, from a couple of days ago about Nathan Patterson in the Scotland squad that he has to be there I think Nathan Patterson deserves to just maybe see out the season let James Tavernier play the rest of the Scottish Cup games and maybe let Patterson play the league games unless obviously it's necessary for for, for, for Tavernier to come back in I think you know split the games you've got I think you'll get three if we've all the way we've got three Scottish Cup games yeah. plus four league games to play so I reckon you know look, go right 
to be played have maybe in the cup games. Let him run the cup games and maybe let Patterson play the last four league games to give him maybe a steady run at maybe making Steve Cox your squad, even for the two, the Luxembourg and the, the, the Netherlands games. Yeah. I suppose, though, can, can, that chance. can you pitch James Tavernier into a vitally important cup game, though, having not, not played, though, been out for so long injured? I, I, and honestly, I don't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me at all putting Tav straight back in in a cup game. I really don't think it would bother me at all. I think he probably realistically would just pick up from where he left off. But also, I, I get the point as well. It doesn't have to be that way around. It doesn't have yeah, yeah. to be Tav in cup games and, and, and Patterson and league games. It could be the other way around. What about this usage then of, of Nathan Patterson, Andy? On a separate note, which I'm sure we'll revisit later in the week, I've Genuinely no idea why this COVID hearing is now taking so long at Scottish FA level But he's available to play tonight If a ban does come down the line then needless to say he won't be available With all that in mind, are you surprised that he's not he's not stayed in the team tonight? Uh, no, not necessarily Because I mean, let's not forget it's the captain of the yep. football club And like Chris mentioned, you know, one of the, the front runners mm. for the player of the year But what Rangers have now got that they've probably not had for the, the four or five years That James Tavner has been at the club is an able replacement and you know, quite often or not, when you're a young player trying to break into a big football team, a big club, you need a bit of luck, whether that's somebody that's ahead of you, maybe getting an injury that gets you a run in the team. And I just feel as if Nathan Parsons became a man over the last sort of five, six weeks. You know, he's never had that that loan experience to go play men adult football. And, and since he's came in, he's done himself no harm whatsoever. I think he's been excellent. You know, whatever's been thrown against him, whether it's been, you know, away at Livingston, you know, Europa League, now his first old firm game, I think he's... He's took to it extremely well. I thought he was excellent at the weekend, but you know James Tavernier has been somebody that's been a real standout for Rangers over the last few years. And I think Steven Gerrard now realises that he's got a good headache at right back slot, mm. which he's not had for a few years. What about the the kind of Scotland point, Gary? Because I'm I'm sure helping Scotland or helping Stevie Clark is not really Steven Gerrard's priority. But th- does Chris have a point? You know, Nathan Patterson's case to be in the Euros would surely be strengthened the more games he gets to play between now and then. He doesn't care. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard is not thinking about Scotland in any way, shape or form. He's thinking purely, I, w- I would imagine, on how to win the Scottish Cup. He's thinking of getting Tavernier up to full speed. Mm. Uh, so he's thinking of getting him minutes, whether he plays a whole game tonight or an hour. I, I-, I would imagine he'll-, he'll play an hour or 70 minutes and get him off and build his minutes up and get him ready for, for the Scottish Cup. I'm... I try not to, to speculate on mad hypotheticals But just bear with me, why not um, Let's say this a Covid ban does come right, or That ban is upheld And Nathan Patterson has now Almost played his last football of the season There or thereabouts He still goes to the Euros for you? Yeah, yeah, for me it does Because I think it's no different to Keegan Tierney Of course you're, complete, you're talking about a completely different you know, Level of player, yeah. level of experience Keegan Tierney's played a number of games now In big games and, and down the Premier League But it looks as if his season uh, domestically could potentially mm. be over. I still think he's going. He to be has all that goodwill behind him, doesn't he? And all those caps, and yeah, he's he just nailed on. Which is why I said, of course, we're talking about a completely different level of player. But I think Nathan Patterson, in the stretch that he's had in the first team, has showed more than enough to be in Stephen uh, Steve Clark's thoughts going into the this summer's Euro. Mm. So for me, I just think that he's got to go. I think he's got to go. I thought I was a bit skeptical at first. I do feel as if Steve Clark's maybe missed a boat a little bit to include him and the likes of David Tumble in the last squad, especially now when you see. The likes of Ryan Jack's going to mm. uh, miss the Euro, so it'd been a good opportunity to get you know, the likes of Parson and Tumbling to see how they coped at uh, international football. But 
like I said, I can't stress it, uh, enough how well I think he's done in the games that he's played. Kyle Crothers tweets in and says Tavernier needs game time tonight, getting ready for Sunday. If Patterson was to eventually get banned, he won't be available for Sunday. That's clearly in Stephen Gerrard's thoughts. It sounds pretty sensible uh, to me, Chris. Seven changes. Is it still going to be enough to win and maintain that unbeaten run tonight? Um, I think as I said, I said to producer, in all honesty, I think Rangers probably could have made eleven changes in my opinion. I think we have got that strong a squad. Don't get me wrong, I am by absolutely no means underestimating St Johnson. They've had a cracking season and I've watched a wee bit of St Johnson and they've been yeah, superb and, and some games of of even sometimes when they've not played well they've still managed to dig out results. So I think Alan Davidson has definitely he's done the job that everybody was ho- maybe hoping, maybe more obviously bringing the league cup against Livingston a couple of months ago, I think. But I think with the changes that maybe St Johnson made and the changes Rangers have made, I think still I still think Rangers will probably shoot have too much. And I look at that front three of of um with Itton and Ruth and right, you've also got Hadji coming in through there as well. I do think there is maybe just too much still for St Johnson, just with the quality Rangers have got. What do you two in the studio make of the fact that the season is over in at the top of the league and Rangers have made seven changes? But they've not decided to give 36-year-old Stephen Davis a rest Who plays his 55th game of the season tonight for club and country I, I think looking at the team They've kept, you know, Kamara, Davis, uh, Goldson You know, the, the, they've kept the spine of the team strong uh, And he has been incredible for me Sunday again was outstanding uh, For 35-year-old not, not much younger than myself And... <laughs> When I watch him 36 I, You're taking a bit off him He's 36 36 Well He's only 3 years younger than me And when I watch him Run about And do what he does Incredible uh, Professionalism Incredible footballer And For him to be in the team Shows you What he gives to the team And, and Stephen Gerrard feels like He has to be in that lineup. Yeah I mean Stephen Gerrard pretty much Summed it up After the game That he doesn't give him a reason to show that he needs a rest. You know, he still trains every single day. You know, when there's fitness tests, he's he's still up there with anyone. He's still playing international football at a high level, which you don't often see in the modern game these days. So, it defies logic in, in terms of his age and how he's still playing. I think he's once still for me one of Rangers' best players. Uh, I think you know it, it, what was noticed is it looks as if there's going to be a potentially a change of shape in Rangers tonight. So you're looking at two more disciplined holding midfielders. I think out with Davis and Kamara. They've only really got Ryan Jack, Zungu. Ryan Jack's obviously out. Zungu's really not set the world alight since he's played uh, since he's came to the football club, and I noticed he's not even on the bench tonight. So, not surprised to see Stephen Davis again. And, and like Gaz says, he's no far for him. Great seasons he's had at Rangers. I think this season's got a potential about the other one of the best. Uh, just before we move on to the other fixtures, thanks to Chris. Wanting to pick your brain on a, a topic last night. It keeps coming up Nathan Patterson James Tavernier How do you fit them both in And Gary McAllister said You know There actually There could be a way To, to get them both in Yeah the I team. was interested with that And w- w- What did you make of that Because it, it really took off On, on the mm-hmm. phones And on Twitter last night the, the obvious one The first one you arrive at Is play one of them In front of the other yeah. But then The pundits were pointing out Well Rangers don't really Play like that You know Don't don't have a kind of Wide midfielder as such A few tweets coming in Saying can James Tavernier Become a, a central midfield player what, what, what did you read into it <sighs> I mean what I read And it was I probably don't really Necessarily agree with it To be honest right. I don't think Like you said The way Rangers play It's a, it's a real Narrow th- front three It's almost like Two separate tens Can James Tavernier And Nathan Partson Fill that right hand side For me no um, Could you play James Tavernier In the midfield slot I'm sure he's more than capable But Has he done right, it before Did he do it at, is there not, I feel like A game or a couple of games That 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure, but no. what I will say is Rangers have got some fantastic midfield players mm. at the club. It's not as if they're putting in James Tavernier to suit a position where they're not particularly strong. So I'll be interested to see if it does happen, because if it does, I'm not quite sure where these players fit in in that system. I mean, Gary, having played next to loads of fullbacks, should should they just know their role? Should they just stay there and forget about ideas of moving elsewhere? I played next to Mark Wilson, <laughs> and that was his job. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at throw-ins I've seen him magic He made a good cup of tea He was a great roommate as well Uh, They obviously work with these players Day in, day out And whilst Rangers are Very set on the uh, 4-3-3 They they must do different things in training That suggest Either of these players can play in different positions And they they can get them both in the team For for Gary McAllister to to come out and say that So it'll be interesting He had another tweet saying You know, could he do a, a can Tavernier do a Kyle Walker and become a in a, the right of a back three and, and Nathan Patterson out much like Scotland I, do I, but for me Gordon like, I know Gary McAllister's the one that's came out and said this but Rangers have played 4-3-3 three, three every single mm. game since Stephen Gerrard's been yeah. at the club are they really going to change to a three at the back because Nathan Patterson a 19 year old mm. well sensation since he's came in are they going to change the shape just to sort of suit to get the two of them in the team I don't think so 0141951025 we're going to go to Pataudry and get a build up to Aberdeen against Celtic so Celtic fans what is on your mind tonight Scott Brown probably Going to play tonight Against his future employer Or will he What would your take on that be Does it matter Would you deliberately Keep him out Have you any problems With him playing Give us all your Pre-match thoughts 01419511025 You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here You are spoiled for choice in Premiership action tonight We're already underway and it's Hibs 2, Livy 0 Jack Ross's side really putting their foot to the floor In the race for third place Um, Livy 2-0 down already, 25 minutes gone Uh, In the other 6 o'clock game, Hamilton 0, Motherwell 0 Not as much to tell you about A few fans have decided to visit one of the nearby supermarkets There are a few around Hamilton and they're standing in the sunshine watching the game Fair play to them Because I think we're all desperate To try and watch some Some live football But goalless in that one Nothing to cheer there And Hibs 2 Livy 0 We are building up to St Johnson Rangers As you heard then later on The three other big games Aberdeen against Celtic Celtic fans How are you feeling about this And a real Feeling of, of not a lot to play for Nothing to play for in the league The cup dream was over at the weekend What What is left? What What's left on your mind? What do you want to see tonight? And for the games going forward And Scott Brown Should he play tonight Against his future employer? Does it make any difference to you? Pick up the phone And let us know Let's get Dave Galloway To set the scene there at Pataudry Hi Dave Hi Gordon Good evening uh, A glorious night here At Pataudry Stadium The sun is shining brightly The pitch looking uh, Absolutely immaculate um, Still waiting for the team news uh, To come in But uh, tonight's encounter It'll be the first time Aberdeen will meet Celtic In the league Without Derek McInnes Or Neil Lennon In the dugout Since February 2010 When these two teams Fought out a 4-4 draw Last time the hoops were here It ended 3 All really entertaining game But uh, they'd won On their previous 10 visits before that it will be interesting as you've already touched on on the show to see if skipper Scott Brown starts against the side he'll join as player coach in the summer as for the Dons the players are bursting to prove their worth of place in the plans of Stephen Glass who takes charge of his first premiership match this evening since becoming manager the scene is set and I think we're in for a cracker tonight hope you're right we're going to speak to Mark very soon indeed Scott Brown 
you expect him to play tonight? Any any dramas surrounding that, or does he just go straight in? He just plays. He's a professional. He's he's represented Celtic magnificently for over ten years now, and he, he'll be no different tonight. I done it myself when I was at Hibs. I played against Celtic at Celtic Park. You'd, uh, you had signed the pre-contract at that point. Yeah, I'd signed the pre-contract in the January, and we played after the split. Did you get dogs uh, abuse? I got dogs abuse in the <laughs> first game I signed there, uh, but no, it was fine. Uh, you, like I say, you're professional and you you have to do a job. You have to play for that the the club that is is paying your wages. And did it not feel uh, strange at all? Then what what was it like that day when you you lined up against Celtic? Is, is it, you were going I think there? before the game, it's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, you're you're meeting people in the tunnel. You think they'll be my teammates next season, yeah. uh, but as soon as the whistle goes. Anyone who's played football, Andy will tell you it's, you know, mm. you're, you're playing to win. You're 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 a competitor, and and you just get on with the game. Then when it finishes, obviously, mm. you then start thinking forward again. So I, I think Scott Brown will be fine tonight. We, we don't have this element because there, there are no fans. So it's, you know, unfortunately, with that side of it's gone. What what was the reaction like then? Because usually when players sign pre contracts, particularly to go to the old firm, but with the Hibs fans not best pleased. No, and I, and I had a nightmare the first game. I. <laughs> gave a, a goal away against Aberdeen uh, the, the, the supporters were booing anyway before that and then I, I gave a short pass back and uh, it wasn't great that game but I must say Tony Mowbray was outstanding uh, how he dealt with that as a as a manager as my manager looking after me and after that the, the supporters were fine In fact I think we do have a Celtic team so let's get this will be the, the shortest debate of all time Dave Galloway what's what's happening who's starting for Celtic tonight? Yeah, well I can tell you that uh, Brown does start for Celtic and the team uh, has just been delivered it's Bain, Taylor, Bitton, uh, Brown, Turnbull, Kenny, Christie, Edouard, Elianusi, McGregor and Welsh the substitutes for the hoops Hazard, Griffiths, Sorrow, Rogic, Murray, Montgomery, Ralston, Dembele and Laxalt. There we go. It was the shortest debate of all time. Scott Brown plays tonight. Andy, get with Gary. He's obviously a professional. But what about for the Aberdeen players? The first 50-50 you're about to fly into with a guy who's going to be your assistant manager in a couple of weeks' time. That play on your mind? Oh, I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll take it easy on him. I think it's a it's a compet- It's going to be a competitive game. I think this is Aberdeen's last real chance to to make a late push for the the third place spot. Especially with what's going on at Easter Road just now, I think Hibs have put themselves firmly in place to be favourites for that. But you know, if Aberdeen, you know, managed to pull off a, you know, an upset and get the the three points against Celtic tonight, tonight it makes a, a sort of a race of it. But no, I don't think Aberdeen will, will be going easy on Scott Brown tonight. Uh, yes, and you're beat on in. No Christopher Iyer anywhere for Celtic. Scott Brown does indeed start. He captain Celtic against his future employer. And other than that, no real surprises for Celtic. Still no James Forrest. Um, place on the bench for the likes of Karamoko Dembele Lee Griffiths on there as well Let's bring in Mark Who is a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank um, Before we go on I know you've got a main point Mark How are you feeling about the game tonight? Is it I know on paper it's meaningless Is there such a thing? Do you still manage to look forward to it? Yeah, when I get home I will stick it on and I'll watch it But uh, it is meaningless Let's be honest I would have liked to have seen The likes of Dembele And you mentioned Montgomery on the bench. Why not just play these guys? There's no, there's nothing to lose. I don't understand. Sort of play. I mean, Edward was shocking at the weekend. I don't know why he's getting a start. Griffith should be in there instead of him. To, to be honest with you, so I'd like to see them blood some some players who haven't played. But you know, I'll watch yeah. it. But not really that fast, to be honest. What do you make of that point, Gary? Because now 
don't mean to, to state the obvious But now there isn't even the case of building up to that cup And trying to keep your season going And, and get you that trophy why, why not, as Mark says Why not play some kids Because no one would even hold it against John Kennedy then Would they if, if results didn't go well I, th- I still think you've got to play your strongest team uh, to, to go and win games You're, you're representing yeah. Celtic uh, You can't just give up on football games So he's picking a team that he feels Is strong enough to, mm. to win the game Whether but, but How is trying to look after or, or trying to bring players through For the future Giving up on games Is there not a balance to be struck? Are they ready to play? If they're ready to play Then I'm, I'm sure John Kennedy would play yeah. them He's worked in the academy For a number of years uh, He's played Welsh a lot A, a younger player So if, if they're ready to play He'll play them Just to throw them in For the sake of it Because the games As everyone says Don't mean anything I, I don't agree with I think every game Is, is important and, and he's picked a team To, to try and win mm. the game uh, Hamilton Ackies are down To 10 men It was a straight red card uh, For a challenge On Robbie Crawford I think it was Hughes Wasn't it? Yeah um, Hughes, who, who fl- Any complaints? It was late It was late he, he's, he's, uh, His feet were off the ground I think he gave Kevin Clancy A decision to make And to be honest There's been some There's been some tasty challenges In the game I think there's There's been three bookings already In the first half an hour And, and quite a few of them Were were, uh, were naughty challenges But I don't think You can have too many complaints mm. About that um, Mark Andy Same point to you Why not Why not play some Some youngsters tonight Why not Have a look and yeah, I mean, I, I've got to echo what Gary says. I think John Kennedy's job is is to put players on the pitch that he feels can get the three points, and he's obviously got experienced players there that he, he feels can go and do that job. I think the you know the good thing is to to have the likes as Montgomery and was there was the other one. Sorry, it was on the bench. Uh, Dembele, uh, Montgomery and, and Dembele on the bench. That if if Celtic are in a comfortable position in the game, he can can then you know introduce these youngsters and, and give them a, a, a run of games, but. Yeah, I, I think mean, Dane Murray as well, seventeen-year-old on the bench for the first time. Yeah. So maybe well, maybe there is scope. Listen, even even for for these young boys to to, to be involved is mm. is a huge boost to them, and and it's a big game. Listen, it's it's a meaningless game in terms of the points, but John Kennedy's probably still feels as if he's got an outside chance of getting the job, and I think his best chance of you know a doing that is getting three points for Celtic. Listen, Celtic fans will be listening saying that. It's an outside chance But he still feels As if it's a chance uh, Yeah no Christopher Iyer Anywhere So I think we'll need to well, Speak to, to John Kennedy First of all It may well be an injury It's not one we were aware of In the lead up to tonight But he tends to feature And he's not involved tonight Mark Andy Mentioned there you know, John Kennedy The managerial vacancy That might take us on nicely To your next point Yeah well, I've got a couple of points On two separate issues If I may be so sure. bold But on, on our management issue I think Celtic have put All of their eggs In an Eddie Howe shaped basket and I think that's a crazy move. The guy's clearly watching the scene down south. There's potentially the Palace job. He's in the running for potentially for the Tottenham job. Who knows if the Southampton manager will still be there next season. Uh, and I think he would jump at any of these clubs before he came to Celtic. We don't seem to be scouring the market for anyone else. No one else seems to be even talked about. Uh, I just think it's madness because we, we need someone in there Within the next couple of weeks Quite frankly And that's certainly not going to be Eddie Howe If he does come It will probably be Into July I would imagine Before he even considers it So For me that's a dangerous game I think we should be Forget about him And move on Quite frankly What makes you think it is that As Motherwell go 1-0 up Mark O'Hara with a turn and shot Into the bottom corner 10-man Hamilton nil. Motherwell 1 um, What makes you think it is that Mark Rather than Just the negotiations Taking a bit of time And I, I, I'm Just throwing Things out there You know the, the, the terms haven't been ironed out Or Eddie Howe's trying to Bring certain staff And Celtic are trying to Negotiate Why is it 
That he's saving himself For another club And not just That the negotiations Taking time Well the short answer Is we don't know So we're all just Surmising quite frankly But I think if he was Mad keen on coming I think he'd have Probably came by now Because uh, You know if, if, if he's Humming and hawing About the Staff and, and different things But I'd imagine It's probably down to, to Finance I.e. Budget for next season Wages etc Because Celtic are penny pinchers let's, let's not be around the bush Every time we try and sign anybody It seems to drag on for about six months Before we actually get them through the door So uh, I would imagine that we've not offered What the guy wants Simple as that But he's also hedging his bets To see if he can land a, a plum job down south Yeah we are looking at it from the outside I don't think there's much doubt about that Celtic are keeping their cards very close to their chest Gary on it What's your interpretation been from, from the outside And th- does Mark have a point? I think Eddie Howe would be attracting uh, or attractive to I don't know there's there's not jobs up but there's always talk at Newcastle there's always talk at Crystal Palace you know clubs like that down in the English Premier League then Eddie Howe would would without doubt be in the running for them is he holding out for that? I'm not sure for for me Celtic is a massive club Uh he isn't kind of steeped in the history of Celtic and, and obviously doesn't probably know how big they are. Uh, but he, he knows that it's a big opportunity for him to, to get back into management with, for me, one of the biggest clubs in the world with the you know best supporters in the world. So he he has to really consider that. Within that, there's a negotiating process, like you said, between the him and the club, the club and him, what money... Uh, he's getting paid the the finances within the the playing budget, uh, the staff he's allowed to bring in, and that that all takes time. Uh, and the, there's also the backdrop of the chief exec changing over, and that the, the the difficulties that must cause Celtic in in this period when they're looking mm. for a manager. So there's a lot added to this. It's not your normal, you know, go and get a manager, bring him in. There, there's a lot of different uh, things that are that are adding to this. I think. Andy is, is rumbling on um, Mark's looking for somebody who's mad keen I think was the, the phrase And the fact that he's not in the door In Mark's eyes proves that he's he's not mad keen what? Are we getting anywhere with this? I mean I don't know Because it, at the end of the day It is all sort of speculation As, as we don't know if if, if Eddie Howe is mad keen As Mark used it to, to be the next Celtic manager I think you know a lot of Mark's frustrations And other Celtic fans is Because we've seen previous with this with Celtic When it's trying to get players over the line For the likes of you know, John McGinty mentioned one but you know, Eddie Howe will realise the size of a Celtic football club he knows what a massive job and a privilege it will be if he, if he does manage to get uh, to get over the line and be the next Celtic manager I personally feel as if if I had to hang my hat and say you know, my last £10 is going to be on the next Celtic manager I do think it's still going to be Eddie Howe but I can understand you know, the likes of a Celtic fans frustration of what's taking so long because ideally they will get him in as soon as possible before the Euro start. Hearts midfielder Andy Halliday hit with SFA gambling charge for betting <laughs> on the, the new Celtic manager. You heard it here first and exclusive. Uh, Mark, my fault. We have rambled on for, for quite some time and we are short on time. But I want to let you make the second point if you could if you could do it quite briefly, thanks. Not a problem. It's basically on the debacle that was the European Super League. Uh, I think that the actions of those chairmen was abhorrent in the extreme. However, their intentions are kind of right in a way but for the wrong reasons I think the, the problem is that they're trying to put a sticky plaster on a on a, a seeping wound that is the finance of the game they keep playing players ridiculous sums 
Real Madrid has signed a guy, Alaba, for 400 grand a week, apparently, for the next five, six years. He's 28 years old, so he's got no sell-on value. And until they address the elephant in the room, that is ridiculous wages. I think they all need to get together. Bang, every club in the, in the whole of the pyramid throughout the whole of Europe needs to get together. Basically come up with a plan that says we will honour every contract on our books. Once those contracts expire, we then have to go to a salary based on percentage of income. That's the only way you can resolve this and it will stop these harebrained schemes. Now, not the next one will come in the next few years. They're running out of money because of the stupid wages they're paying players. It's madness. It's an interesting thought Mark I like it I will have to leave it there I'll hopefully throw it to the guys Or maybe get some reactions On the phone later That was Mark and Clyde Bank It's 01419511025 To join in Let's hear from you right now 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a night of football We have got this evening We've got two games underway We've got one coming at 7 o'clock Three coming at 745 and myself, Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are going to try our best to stay across them. We want you involved in the phones though. 01419511025. It's half time in the Lanarkshire Derby. Hamilton Ackies against Motherwell. Let's get the story of that with Alison Conroy. Half time at the Foyd Stadium. It is Hamilton Ackies nil, Motherwell one. An entertaining first half with Hamilton with it all to do and with 10 men after Ronan Hughes' straight red card. It was a great save from Kyle Gurley that denied Chris Long the opener in the 22nd minute, punching the ball clear. Then Hamilton were down to 10 men just after the half hour mark. Ronan Hughes shown a straight red for a late challenge on Robbie Crawford. Then just minutes later, Motherwell took advantage of that extra man. Mark O'Hara with the opener goal a low shot past Kyle Gurley for 1-0 then just before half time Devante Cole with another chance but it went just past the post so Hamilton Ackies as I say with it all to do as they try and lift themselves off the bottom of the table half time at the Foys it is Hamilton nil, Motherwell 1 uh, What have you made of that? We've seen the, the action in here in the studio I know you two were um, nodding along it certainly looked like you were impressed with the goal that separates the side so far Yeah I thought it was an excellent goal uh, Great turn and, and hit it really early. I felt the defender could have got a little bit tighter as he was took his touch away from goal, but all credit, it was a brilliant turn and in the corner, gave the goalie no chance. I mean, Andy, you're on your way to the Premiership next season, but I know you, you you've got a soft spot for the Ackies. I know you, I know you, <laughs> I know you like to see them stay in the division. They're down to ten men. They're losing tonight. A long way back. Never write them off at this Never stage. Never write do them you? off, especially against Motherwell. You, you know that's the, the views have got their number. But no, listen. The first thirty minutes, it was competitive, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't with any real quality. I think the the real moment of quality came from Marco Hara and you know, like Gaz says, it was a real striker's finish. He sort of you know pinned the centre half and spin and hit it nice and early and found the bottom corner. So I think for a very competitive first half with, with, with plenty of challenges, I think that was a, the real moment of quality that we've seen. Hibs are 2-0 up at home to Livingston, Nisbet and Boyle. They've got a lot of firepower, Hibs, and those two in amongst it. Most weeks they've scored again, uh, and it's Hibs 2, Livy 0. Let's bring in Stefan, who's a Rangers fan in Cardonald. What's your point tonight, Stefan? Hi, how you doing, guys? Uh, my point is actually Nathan Patterson, I think, about five weeks ago. Gordon, I was speaking with you and Jim, and I was actually talking about the fact that, you know, his performances in Europa League alone... Uh, I've actually indicated that being in the squad would be actually good for Scotland. Do you know what I mean? And I know that there's a number one right back for Motherwell that's getting choos- chosen over him. But I still think that if you're going to go to the group phase, 
you could keep the opposition on the hop because the dynamic energy of Patterson, you know, he's not really known as much. I suppose, you know, the right back at Motherwell isn't known as much, but I just think having a boy of that ability that can go by people, if you look at Tierney on the other side, assuming, you know, everything's going well there, or Robertson, you're talking about dynamic energy on the left side, so you want that kind of confidence to balance their team. So, really, it was just to ask whether, when you see you on Friday, if you can ask him whether it would be fanaticism, because I think he said that. I say, listen, he uses a lot of big words sometimes. I, I can't keep up with him, but I know he's listening, so I won't. I won't be too um, disrespectful to the old fella, um, Gary. I wonder if if Stefan was listening to you. I think you made a similar point off air about that that energy, that attacking intent that you think Nathan Patterson could bring. Yeah, I think he should go. But as a as a squad player, I think when you look at the group, England, Croatia, Czech Republic, we're not going to be attacking in these games. We're not going to be. You know the team that's taking the game to the opposition. We are going to have to uh, sit in and and defend for for large periods. So that is why I think O'Donnell will will definitely get that kind of starting position. But without doubt, I think he should go because of his performances, but also for the future. I think he will become probably just the Euros have probably came just too soon for him. And I think you'll find after the Euros it will be very much pushing for a starting place. The thing about this, and I get it, obviously, I know where it comes from, Andy, because Stephen O'Donnell is the starting right-back, but is the comparison or the argument not actually Liam Palmer? Because Stephen O'Donnell now will go to the Euros, right? Uh, Barring injury or whatever. He played pretty much every game under Stevie Clark, played in the team that got us there, played in those recent games as well. You do need to take a squad And everyone here Maybe it's because we're aware of O'Donnell And he's on our doorstep We we keep comparing them If Nathan Patterson is going to get in this squad Surely it's going to be at the expense of Liam Palmer Yeah, absolutely Because Stephen O'Donnell's playing above uh, And in front of, of Liam Palmer So, listen, I think it's a different argument I think there's there's a, a lot of people questioning Should he be Scotland starting right back in the Euros mm. Similar to Gaz I do feel as if that potentially came a little bit too soon Because let's be honest Stephen O'Donnell's not really put a foot wrong for Scotland Domestically he's not really had his best form for Motherwell Especially towards the start of the season I think that's picked up over the last 2-3 months or so But I think that if the question is Should Nathan Patterson go to the Euros You know my answer And it's yes all day I think he's a completely different player to Stephen O'Donnell I, can, I think he can give you a different dynamic If you are you know, 1-0 down in one of these games In the group games I think he's someone that can come on And, and give you a real attacking outlet uh, Over that right hand side Exactly like we do uh, in our team over on the left hand side uh, Stefan what else is on your mind? Ah well, it was just you know you are discussing Celtic, uh, and obviously you get a revested interest in Rangers supporter and what's going on. And I just think that you know if you're Eddie Howe or if you're Celtic, would you really want to bring Eddie Howe in? You know, with the the last couple of games against Rangers, when you look at the bad recruitment for Celtic uh, and the fact that Celtic are going to have to match up at Ibrox, do you honestly believe that Eddie Howe would want to be taking over at Celtic to go into the the cauldron of that? Or do you not think that maybe what's happened is they've had a gentleman's agreement or along the, those lines about probably you'd be thinking about, you know, taking on the role at the end of the season? But, you know, and if that is the case, I think it could send alarm bells to Celtic fans because you may think, well, why wouldn't you want to be coming in and do your planning, do your analysis and have confidence in your managerial ability that you could get more out of the players that are there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you in one sense, but I think... When you're a manager You're judged from day one And and whoever's coming into this Celtic job will, will know that And to take over This group of players at this time With very little training uh, 
you're going to get you're going to get kind of tarred with with that brush that you you are part of this season and uh, whoever comes in won't be part of this season. So I think whoever takes the job, whether it's Eddie Howe or somebody else, will only take it when this season's finished and they get to start fresh. They get mm-hmm. to recruit their own players. They get a full pre-season and they go into the season uh, with the knowledge that they're coaching and their uh, management skills are are kind of judged on that first game of the season and not with, with another squad. Okay, we'll have to leave it there, Stefan. Thank you for getting in touch tonight. Let's quickly go back to McDermott Park and get a final recap because kickoff is fast approaching there between St. Johnson and Rangers. Andrew McLean? Yeah, we're going into... Sunday Scottish Cup quarter-final between these two. You think Rangers will probably learn more about their opponents tonight than St Johnson will about them, purely just down to the team selected. Callum Davidson looks as if he's wanting a bit of consistency in selection going into that big game at Ibrooks. A very strong team for them. Well, Stephen Gerrard's made seven changes with an eye to Sunday, but it gives some guys an opportunity to impress that maybe haven't had as much game time as they'd like this season. The team's in fools. Under Clark starts in goal for St Johnston. The back three, Liam Gordon, Jason Kerr, and Jamie McCartney, Sean Rooney, David Wallerspoon, Ali McCann, Liam Craig and Callum Booth across the midfield with Guy Melamed and Stevie May up top. As for Rangers, as I said, seven changes. McGregor, Patterson, Hellander, Arfield, Aribo, Kent and Morelos all dropping out. So it's John McLaughlin who starts in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, his first appearance since the 18th of February. It's then Connor Goldson, Jack Simpson and Borna Barisic. Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara just behind Yanis Hadji in that midfield three with Kemar Roof and Scott Wright supporting Cedric Itton. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. It might be the business end of the football season, it's the business end of the Beat the Pundit season as well. Still plenty up for grabs, 0141-951-1025. You come on here, not only do you have the chance to win a signed ball, but more importantly for some people, it's the bragging rights. Take on Andy Halliday or Gary Caldwell, but only if you get your call in by 7 o'clock. Beat the Pundit is next. Tackle the headlines, 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a night of football we have I was going to say in store But it's already very much underway The second half's just started Between Hamilton and Motherwell The Steelmen are 1-0 up And Ackies are down to 10 men Ronan Hughes sent off Hibbs very comfortable 2-0 up at uh, Against Livingston St Johnson Rangers just getting underway And we're going to go back to Pataudry next For team news Full team news Aberdeen against Celtic Still got Kelly United And Ross County St Mirren as well I said it earlier on It is worth repeating Every team in the top flight Is in action So you must have something On your mind Let's hear it 01419511025 And we'll get to you After this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Andy Halliday And Gary Caldwell Stretching off during the news They are ready to go And Jamie in Paisley Is hoping to put them In their place tonight How's it going Jamie? Fantastic yourselves I must admit Jamie right I usually, I've got high hopes You know me I'm always on the side Of the listeners Every night Without fail uh, But I just looked at my screen And it says Jamie Rangers Paisley It says Beat the pundit He played once a year ago And lost to Mark Wilson I mean seriously I shouldn't have admitted To that one right enough Never <laughs> Ever Never Never Ever admit that Take that to your grave But I've just outed you 
uh, on on the radio. But we'll see how you get on. Heads, it will be Gary Caldwell, and tails, it will be Andy Halliday. Speaking of which, when you you mentioned earlier that Gary Co- um, that Mark Wilson made it a good cup of tea, that that was about the, the biggest attribute I think that you could come up with at the time. Uh, Hugh Keevans was straight on, and he he, he texted in straight away and said, "There's Mark Wilson's epitaph. He made a great cup of tea." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let him forget that one. Uh, heads, it is Gary. Tails, it will be Andy Halliday. Every week Every week I need a new coin Tails Andy Halliday Let's give you something else To listen to Just now Yep He's giving me the thumbs up We'll get his thoughts on that in a minute He can't hear me anymore We could say anything we like Behind his back Right Jamie 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Andy And you can pass That is all you need to know So if you don't know the answer Pass it quickly And we will just move on To the next one okay Good man 30 seconds And your time Starts no. Who wore the number one jersey for Celtic immediately before Barkas? Uh, Gordon. Who's Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? Pass. Name any current Rangers player who also used to play for Dundee. Pass. What city were Meadowbank Thistle based in until they moved to Livingston in '95? Edinburgh. Where did Partick Thistle play their home games? Name the only bottom six goalkeeper Who's got more than ten clean sheets this season Oh Oh what's his Some mum keeper Jack Anik Jack Anik Okay uh, Let's bring back Andy Halliday You're going to tell us what that great tune was Because we can't hear it Jitterbug And all I hear is you shouting into the mic That's a great tune I'm Uh, none the wiser Right, okay, ready? Same set of questions to you. Yep. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who wore the number one jersey for Celtic immediately before Barkas? Craig Gordon. Who's Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? Kabamba. Name any current Rangers player who also used to play for Dundee. Pass. What city were Meadowbank Thistle based in until they moved to Livingston Pass. in 1995? Where did Partick Thistle play their home games? Oh, hell. Name the only bottom six goalkeeper who's got more than ten clean sheets this season. Jack Armit. How many founding members of the European Super League were there? Six. And who's Stephen Davis scored more goals for, Southampton or Rangers? Rangers. Okay, I cannot okay. believe. By your standards, I'm, is, I'm disgusted oh. with that performance, I must admit. Jamie, did you do enough, though? I don't know, but I can't believe I never got Glenn Camara. <laughs> Between the two of you. I mean, seriously, that. right. It came to my head as soon as I said pass as well. Who wore the number one jersey for Celtic immediately before Barkas? You both said Craig Gordon won all. Who's Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? It's Chris Burke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so none of you got it. Name any current Rangers player who's also played for Dundee. Glenn Kamara, Greg Stewart, Scott Wright. Take your pick. Glenn uh, Kamara, sure. Hopeless. What city were Meadowbank Thistle based in until they're moved? Edinburgh. No, I don't know. Huh? Geography's not my strong point I know but you're a former Livy player So I thought you might got no, uh, What does that no, no, no history lessons Right okay um, Jamie got it He's 2-1 in front Where did Partick Thistle play their home games? For Hill You both got it The only bottom six goalkeeper With the more than 10 clean sheets um, Dundee United Seagrass So uh, you both went Jack Anik How many founding members of the European Super League Were there? 12? I worded that poorly No? Oh, founding. I thought founding clubs There was only six no? Yeah maybe I've worded that Strangely Because I haven't read it Exactly as it is uh, I don't think it matters Because you got Who's Stephen Davis Scored more goals for Southampton or Rangers uh, And you got In fact that pulls you level Doesn't it mm-hmm. That's a so, nightmare Right producer Chris uh, well How done, many Gordon. founding How many founding clubs Are there Of the Europeans It is 12 It's not six 
I'm questioning for Hill as well. Why? Energy J- oh, nah, Stadium nah, for Hill. Traditional name will do. The traditional name's fine. Oh, but there was there was six founding members, no? The six English teams plus the other six. No, no, man. You're not having it. He's he's going to kick up fuss in here. Oh, no, no, um, Jamie, we're going to need to go to a tiebreaker by the looks of it. Ah, I've got a bad record. You happy with that? One out of one. Yeah, that's fine. Right, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to read the question. I'll get Andy to write his answer down. I'll then invite Jamie to give me his attempt. As the crow flies, what is the distance between oh, Peterhead no. and Stranraer's oh, stadium? Man. I, 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 I honestly. Write it down. As the crow flies, what's the distance in miles between Peterhead and Stranraer's stadium? <laughs> Just write a number down, will you? And show me your bit of paper. This could be brilliant. Uh, honestly, I this, hope could, go- this could be anything. You must know roughly. No. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Let me change Is that. this going to be special? No, no, show me. Oh, no, man. <laughs> Let's see. Where is it? You're showing me the wrong bit of paper. Miles. Okay, 100. Well, Jamie? 265. 265. 150. Is that that bad, eh? Andy Halliday's closer, Gary Caldwell, <laughs> and you just laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> what did you write? Three six five. It's two hundred. Jamie was laughing. Exactly right. Just as well, I've changed it by the way. Jamie, um, I can't believe he's done you like that. He was hopeless as well, but he, he managed it on the tiebreaker. Hard lines. No oh, problem. Thank you, Jamie. You need to try. It. I mean, that's Wilson and Halliday. I don't know. Where is Peterhead? Up, up north, <laughs> northeast. <laughs> I tell you, geography is not my strong point. So uh, I cannot mine neither. believe I've mine got a tiebreaker for geography. Wait, uh, is that even geography? I don't know. I couldn't tell you where Stranraer is, Gordon. That's the truth. No? I could have told you Peterhead was up north. Where is Stranraer east? Down south. But hence east. the two, hence the two hundred miles. East, no. Southwest, eh? Southwest. Honestly, there you go. Right, please, right. Let's get Kamara. Honestly, that is so bad. That is poor. That, that is, is so really, bad, really eh? poor. But they all count. The win percentage yep. will go up. Black Arthur will send the updated table. It wasn't a classic. Uh, but we got there in the end uh, Celtic fans still looking for your thoughts Because we've got another 35 minutes Until kick-off between Aberdeen and Celtic So what are you thinking tonight? Scott Brown plays uh, The guys are saying no big deal Who cares? Future employers Would you go along with that? Uh, previous callers wanted to see more youth Brought into the team now That there's not a great deal to play for What do you make of that? And anything else Managerial or, or otherwise Get your calls in We didn't get full team news from Pataudry So let's do that first with Dave Galloway Thank you, Gordon. Uh, in, incidentally, it's uh, 31 miles from here uh, at Petardi Stadium to, to Peterhead. Just, just, just so the just so the, just so the guys know. Just for future reference, <laughs> um, the big news for Aberdeen. Uh, Gordon is that uh, there's no Joe Lewis the skipper and keeper is out with a rib injury also dropping out of the opening 11 Fraser Hornby and Connor McLennan in come Gary Woods Callum Henry and Florian Camberry so Aberdeen will line up with Gary Woods in goals a back four of Ross McCrory Tommy Holbin Andy Considine and Johnny Hayes midfield Matty Kennedy Lewis Ferguson Dean Campbell and Niall McGinn with a top two of uh, Callum Henry and Florian Camberry uh, leading the attack. Substitutes, uh, Richie, Hornby, McGeoch, McLennan, Ross, Ruth, McKenzie, Ramsey and Duncan. 
Now Celtic make uh, two changes. The men coming in, uh, Greg Taylor and Nier Beaton out, drop Chris Ayer and Diego Laxalt. So it's Scott Bain in goals. Across the back, John Joe Kenny, Stephen Welsh, Nier Beaton and Greg Taylor. The midfield diamond of Ryan Christie, Scott Brown, David Turnbull and Callum Gallagher with a front two of Mohamed El Yunusi and Odson Edouard. Substitutes for the hoops tonight, uh, Hazard, Griffiths, Sorrow, Rogic, Murray. Montgomery, Ralston, Dembele and Laxalt. And your match referee here at Pataudry Stadium is Willie Collum. Why do we do this to ourselves? I can see someone phoning in to complain about the Peterhead to Stranraer question. <laughs> we need to more simple next time so that we don't cause a, what, a drama. What's the complaint? I don't know. I can just see that producer Chris is typing in some, some issue with regards. We're probably out by 0.5 uh, of a mile or something. With the or the, flew, maybe or the, the crow, exactly. He's got a, a dodgy wing, this crow, and he went <laughs> a different way. Um, right, Celtic fans, Aberdeen fans, let's hear from you. You've just had the team news there. What are your thoughts ahead of that one? And with 11 minutes gone in Perth, Andy, how would you sum up the start to St Johnston Rangers? Yes, yeah, St Johnston started really well. Uh, forced John McLaughlin into a couple of early saves. They got a goal disallowed from offside, but uh, Rangers have just had the first meaningful chance of the game. Jack Simpson, you've got to say, he's got to do better. Yanis Adji stands up across to the back post and. I can describe it as if you'd imagine me heading at goal. That's that's exactly what it I was. I think you've scored a header this season. I have, have you not? That, yep. So you're you're One being hard career, no bad. on yourself. Um, but yes, yeah, St Johnson started bright, Gary. Um, and, yep. But Rangers might feel like they could be ahead as well. Yeah, it's difficult. I think when you make that many changes, it, it takes time for the team. They're never going to start, you know, on the front foot. Everyone clicking into place. It will take, I think, fifteen twenty minutes for Rangers to to find their stride and. They're, they're probably lucky not to be a, a goal down So now I think they'll start to take control of the game Let's bring in Giovanni Who's a Celtic fan in Barhead Dave Galloway just gave us the team news Giovanni, what's on your mind ahead of that game at Pataudry? A couple of wee points But the first one very quickly mm-hmm. us, See this crow flying to <laughs> Stranraer <laughs> what, if the, what if the crow flew over a road? <laughs> it's 266.6 miles by road oh, So no. how do you know The crow didn't fly Over the road <laughs> I think the other guy Should get the ball Oh by the way You might be anyway. on something uh, Do you know what see, see, the, see, the, see the You just can't get the staff These days See the producers That write these questions I'm just going to hang them out To dry See the hassle Who has to deal with the hassle On the back of it Macro was on the road You know <laughs> I, I just Giovanni I don't know But uh, surely Heads will surely, roll for this Trust me Surely if it's not on the, the road It point. would be a less distance anyway Correct so I would have still won Yeah, yeah Thank you <laughs> oh, any bright talk my, main, my main point is The Celtic team tonight I can't believe Kennedy I just This is a nothing game In terms of What it does to either Celtic or Aberdeen Now Scott Brown's going to Aberdeen Next season Sorrow Allegedly Is his replacement Why no play him Christie hasn't kicked a ball for weeks. Neither has McGregor. We've got these young boys on the bench. We need to know about them for next season. Balkas, I think, was on the bench on Sunday. He's now nowhere. What's going on? I just can't believe it. I know you, you guys generally said earlier you felt like no, you, just, you still kind of have to play your strongest team if, if the guys aren't ready. But what about some of those examples that Giovanni uses Let's pick through them Maybe not instead of Scott Brown But 
Sorrow for instance Is that not a good point I mean he's, he's going to be there We know that Scott Brown won't be 100% the, the Sorrow Brown one I, I'll agree with that But to, to say it's a meaningless game You know mm. How would Celtic supporters feel If they lose 3-0 at Aberdeen tonight Would but it feel meaningless after that? If But with an ex- Given that everything is pretty much gone would, they, would there be a bit of understanding A bit of forgiveness If, if the team was changed? No you play for Celtic You need to win every single football match Well it's a well. let's put it this way then It's about as meaningless a Celtic game as you can get Is it not? No There's no meaningless football games but for it, Celtic But in, in comparison to the other Celtic games It must be It no. must be as close Of course if, it is Every time you pull on the jersey And yeah, you go out on a football But it can't pitch, be as important as a game Where you've got something uh, It has to it. be your mentality as a football player If if any game is more important Then you're doing the, the game The club a disservice not saying the players who are on the field would take their foot off the gas then, but if there's ever an opportunity to have a look at young players, would would this not be one? If if they're doing well enough to get a game, I'm I'm not one for saying oh, I'll play young players, and and you're giving the young player false hope when he, when he might be nowhere near the first team level, but because how do you people, know then? How do you know without putting them in there and? When, you're, really training, when you're training every day Is that if the same you, though? Can you replicate that? You'll know That's why you pick a team on, on the performance and training You see what people are up for it what, Who's playing well and, and you will earn your place in that team Or on the bench like some of them have But I'm not one of these coaches who think Oh just put a young player in And if, if he deserves it Then, then without doubt play him And, and everyone loves much, nothing more Than seeing young players Coming into the team and playing and doing well But uh, I'm not one for just throwing them in for for any reason. I think I think as well, Gordon. I think sometimes it's actually a detriment. It could be a detriment to the younger players as well if they're coming into a Celtic team that's yeah. not high in confidence or not getting results, and they come in and they do. Like Gaz says, mm. have a really poor result or a really poor performance against Aberdeen. That could that could also affect their development yeah. when they they also then feel that they're mm. not ready. So it's uh, Sorrow. Listen, Sorrow wouldn't be so, part no, of that though, would he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Sorrow, the Sorrow one's a weird one for me. I mean, I, I've done this show long enough now that Celtic fans were phoning in every day. Like Sorrow, he's came in, he's done really well, he's the answer. It seems as if he's going to be the replacement to Scott Brown. And then after the few weeks where he was playing, doing really well, he's almost not been seen again. So the, the Sorrow one is a strange one for me. But in terms of the, the younger players, I, I can't I can't agree with Giovanni in the call. But but I do agree with the the, the Sorrow point. Giovanni, you want to come back in? Can I come back for a minute? Yeah, I mean, I understand what Gary's saying about every game's important for Celtic. But let me ask him a question. Is this game more important than what happens next season? Because to me, it isn't. And that's why I'm saying, let's see what these players can do. I mean, there's Barkas. We don't know what he can do. He's not even on the bench tonight. He's changed the bench to goalkeeper. I don't understand that. Where's the logic? Mm. Well, is that perhaps a sign, Giovanni, that, that Barkas has absolutely no future at the club? Well, it could it could well be, but why should he put him on the bench on Sunday if he's got absolutely no future? I mean, I've not seen Barkas make a save all season like everybody else. Don't know. I'd never heard him before Celtic signed him, and he certainly didn't do much to impress when he got his chances. But... We've spent five million pounds, the guy. The season is done. We know what Scott Bain can do. Put Barkas in. Let's see what he can do. Rather than just give him away with a lucky bag at the end of the season, which is 
what we're going to end up doing and losing £5 million. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And I understand what Gary says about every game being important. Of course it is. But to me, they're not as important as next season. So it's more important, in my view, to see what these players that haven't had a look in, Sorrow being the number one, can do. Barkas, has he got a point there? Or is, is he completely done? Or is this a case of just wait and see what a new manager thinks of him, but, but no more involvement in the meantime? Oh, I think it looks like John Kennedy's kind of made up his mind on him, but... I mean, he is the Greek goalkeeper. You know, to say he's came from nowhere, you know, he's a, he's an international goalkeeper. Uh, and should a new manager come in, he could get him going. He could start performing. The new manager has to assess that. But I, I agree with Sorrow a hundred percent. I think he's when he's played in the team, he's played very well. I, I think you know Scott Brown isn't going to be there next year. You know, should Sorrow be playing possibly? Uh, he should be playing tonight But I'll get back to it You're playing a game of football You pick a team to, to win that game John, if, if John Kennedy was going to be the manager next year Possibly he's starting to think about different things And seeing different players But that this is where the club is They're, they're going from week to week at the minute Because they, they don't know what the future is Or who is going to be the manager So uh, they, they need to just try and win the game tonight So if you're ever wondering How many people are listening to this show Do you know the best time to find out? Is when something goes wrong Or they've got something to disagree with The number of people That are complaining about the distance From Peterhead to Stranraer Let producers let this be a let, let this be a lesson Let's not mess around with questions like this See if you're going to google it Do the distance on the road Don't bother with the crow flies And I'm now getting people complaining That even the crow flies distance is off um, we've got what we got here In fact Stephen McGowan Who was in here Alongside you last week Andy He's complaining RJ Demon says That the collar was closer It's 219 miles As the crow flies Honestly Right I, I think the only fair solution Producer Chris You can make this happen Andy Haldy gets to keep the, the points for tonight But the collar gets his sign ball That fair? Everyone's happy? I'm, I'm a fair man Right 01419511025 <laughs> I think Guy Melamed's going to be forced off for St Johnston. Still goalless there. Uh, let me just check. I think it's still the same scoreline elsewhere. Yes, indeed. Right. Got a good full time teaser. This will be watertight. There'll be no mistakes on this full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here Still arguing about the distance between Stranraer and Peterhead It's the stadiums, remember You've got to be specific Not yep. just the town If you're going exactly. to look it up Exactly, Gordon Look up as the crow flies And specifically from stadium to stadium So right. we've done our Centre circle to centre yes. circle um, Black Arthur says that you will have an asterisk against your name yeah. On this So, But the caller's getting his signed ball anyway because, uh, To be fair there's only so much humiliation one man can handle And after losing to Mark Wilson previously I do think it's I think it is fair uh, Right now here's a teaser with a slight difference So the full time teaser comes at this time every night You as the listener send the question into us And we try and catch the pundits out Between now and the end of the show So this is similar But I'm just going to put a wee spin on it Thanks to the crazy pony He wants to know Can you name the five most capped players That Gary played with at Celtic and the five most capped players Andy played with at Rangers. But I'm going to make you two do each other's oh. first. Huh? 
have to do Rangers So you need to tell You need to try and guess The five most capped players That Andy played with at Rangers yep. And you need to tell me The five most capped players That Gary played with At Celtic When did you leave Celtic? Can I tell you? <laughs> Brilliant No no you, you are kind of a team in, But we might break this down later on And you can help yeah, we'll each other go, out but... but just for a laugh If that's the right phrase To, to get us up and running um, The five most capped players Gary played with at Celtic According to Andy Halliday And vice versa Can you give us The lowest number of caps That Celtic Because I, I, I can't say I've got the best Celtic knowledge So can you give us The well, lowest number listen, of caps With the five the, well, 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 You know everything About Scottish football Apart from Celtic No I, don't, I wouldn't even know Everything about Scottish football <laughs> But I wouldn't say that All a serious Serious number of caps I wouldn't say Gary Caldwell Celtic career Is my mastermind subject <laughs> I mean both of them for, for both of you You've all played You've played with guys That have got Unbelievable numbers Of international caps And it doesn't need to be Scotland It can be any country Right, who wants to dive in first and embarrass themselves? Who do you Kenny think? Miller. No, not too far off, but he's not in Andy's top five. You're joking. I am not joking. I am deadly serious. Well, he was he's got my, about 70 odd caps. He was my answer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Picked the one guy that played uh, for both. I'll be honest with you. The fifth, the bottom of Andy's list is on 75 caps. So he's got more than Kenny Miller. That's joking. No. Right, come on then. Who, who you, you, I know you should get one, surely. For come on, hey, forget about that. Who who would be the most capped player that Gary played with at Celtic? Think about it. Some of the names. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling here. Larson. No, it's Lustig. Sorry. Mm, no, you, did you play with him? No. no. Just so you're you're just you're just off time wise. 2010, I left. 2010, right? That helps a bit. January. Yeah. So, just before that, Steve Davis. There yeah, we go. There for, I mean, for, seriously, there we are. Right, hundred and twenty. The Kenny Miller caps. one was a. That was not bad. Yeah, well, he was, was my shout for you. I thought he was a. So Stephen Davis. So Gary's got one of Andy's. Andy has none of Gary's yet. No. Um, a couple of these guys have got over a hundred caps. Really? Yeah. Mm. I'm toiling. Wow. Um, it's not the silence anticipated. I must admit, mm, you didn't play with him either. Not no. just off on time. No No Right okay Not as it stands That's fine Right anything doing at McDermott Park Nah it's, it's sort of The game's petered off a little bit In terms of chances St Johnson have actually done okay But I think Rangers are starting to settle A little bit in possession And, and keep the ball But not threatening too much So yeah I think the game's Plateaued a little bit As Hugh Keevans would say Oh stealing words off Hugh Keevans that is, that is bold We are building up to kick off Aberdeen Celtic Don't forget Ross County, St Mirren and Kelly Dundee United Huge at the bottom Especially because Hamilton Ackies are still losing at home To Motherwell On that note, seamless transition Let's bring in Simon In Kilmarnock Simon, you, you'll be cheering on Motherwell tonight, surely? We have something in common Yeah, I'm a steel man tonight um, I've got a wee point to go about the about the, uh, the European Super League first Before going to the Kelly game, if you don't mind Yeah, why not? Um, there's a little bit of me that is a bit disappointed that it's not going to go ahead. Not because I would have watched like even a single second of it, but I think the outcry and the sort of disillusionment that people seem to have, I kind of there was a little hope me that it would maybe draw people back to their kind of local community clubs, and you know even not just like clubs in say Scotland or you know Championship League One in England, but kind of like lo- clubs like you know Clapton and Dulwich Hamlet, who both saw like big increases in their you know membership after the news got announced. I was kind of hoping it would maybe make people who spend their Saturdays watching Jeff Stelling rather than going and supporting their local team or even just going and watching a local team maybe make them, you know, think about and go, oh, do you know what, maybe 
I should just use that money and go and you know support my local community. But I think the Premier League they've got they've been handed a huge PR opportunity, and if they want to make it seem like you know they're saying we are the opposite to this greed. Then they need to bring in something. They need to do something, even if it's a community tax or something like that. That a percentage of the TV money has to be spent in the local community, building football pitches, building community centres, whatever it is. Use the use the money the obscene wealth they've got. Use it for good, and they've got a really good opportunity to do that. I think. I mean, Gary, we spoke about this off air and in amongst the the obvious madness of it, and I think ninety nine point five percent of people are are against it. But you felt there was that. Like a little bit of hypocrisy there as well You know let's not forget that there is still a lot of greed involved At, at the champ- at Champions League level and so on And that shouldn't be forgotten Yeah I think so I think that that's clear It's it's always been the case That the bigger clubs want more I think what the Super League the, the outcry for the Super League Was the lack of competition That was the biggest thing for me That they were trying to take competition out of football And that is ultimately what what makes football That you know, quite often the Champions League winner isn't the best team in Europe and it's that competition that, that makes it great and that unpredictability that makes it great. So uh, I think there'll always be greed in the world but in, in football in particular because there's so much money to be made and with all these foreign investors coming over from America and trying to change to, to their way of thinking. So American sport is very much franchise sport, no relegation, no promotions. Uh, and and that's what they were trying to do. So uh, it was a non-starter for for the beginning for me. Simon, you're right about you know you're talking about big meaningful change, and I know there's talk about you know w- would there be a shift towards a German model that 51 percent type thing ownership to try and and redress the balance a little bit, e- even if it's not something as drastic as that. And we are kind of on the outside of this. Do you think it might? Am I dreaming? Might it? Give us a chance for for a little bit of a reset where people have had a little bit of a scare as to what what could happen and what might be around the corner, and, and everyone starts looking at, at how they can can make things a little bit better. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, um, it's been a you know I really feel sorry for the you know the the real fans down south, the ones who follow their team up and down the country. You know, they go to the games even though it's you know it's becoming a middle class sport, especially in England. Uh, I feel really sorry for the people who maybe. You know, don't have very much spare cash, but use it to spend the, to watch their team. I felt really sorry for those ones. And if obviously if the Super League had went ahead, and you know, then the ripple effect that would have had on on the other clubs in the Premier League, you know, I, I felt sorry for the the real fans that were would be affected by it. But yeah, there is a hope that you know, as I said, Dulwich Hamlet, they do some amazing work. Clapton SC, they do some great work uh, down in London, and they saw a, a big bump when everything got announced. So hopefully, there's that little bit of you know, people, as you say, got a wee bit of a scare and maybe went, you know what, maybe there's more to football, maybe that, you know, instead of, you know, spending my £60 or whatever it is on their Sky Sports package this month, uh, I might, you know, go down and when football's back open and we're allowed to go, I might go down and, you know, support a, one of the local teams who do great work in the community. So hopefully it's a, hopefully it's a, a wee sea change, as you say. Yeah, I, I like, I like the ambition. I mean, Andy, listen, let's not get on the high horse too much because we're not, we're not perfect either. But what, I think was quite encouraging for some people the other day was when all this came about there was loads of great examples on social media people were quick to to share some of the the, the great things about Scottish football some of the, the raw madness that means that we have at least retained a little bit of our soul a little bit of our authenticity like I say not perfect we can do a lot lot better and shouldn't lose sight of that um, but 
I wonder if in a knock-on effect We can start celebrating those things And maybe look at how we can build on them a bit more Yeah, exactly And I think uh, It was funny because when I seen the When I seen the Europe, uh, the European Super League When it was announced I just Straight away I thought it was just It's an star It's never going to happen And then two hours later You're hearing statements filter through And then you go to bed at half, t- uh, half ten, eleven at night You wake up in the morning You see all these statements I thought you'd that, stay up a bit later than no, that no, On, you, on you, the Playstation but. No. And then you wake up the next day And you see these the, the statements for the clubs That you know it's announced They're joining this European Super League it, And you almost can't believe That the owners of these football clubs were were daft enough to think there would be any different type of response to that the fans mm. obviously gave because just I mean football is competition it's what we all love like the the weak can beat the strong the the poor can beat the, the rich and that's what we all love and you know Gaz I don't know if Gaz was part of the Celtic team that beat Man United in the Champions League and, and Rangers when the nights where they get to to obviously Manchester in 2008 that's what football was all mm. about and listen in, in Scottish football we're not perfect Perfect, but we're pretty happy with our, with our, with our pyramid of football. Uh, Simon, right tonight, how nervous are you? Um, I mean, by now you'll be, you'll have the full Muller strip on and all sorts for these last twelve minutes, hoping that they can do you a favour. Kelly are looking all right in recent weeks, though, are they not? Uh, uh, a bit, yeah. Um, I saw the team. Uh, one of the changes was one I was hoping for Zeke Medley coming out But uh, he, uh, Zeno Ibsen Rossi's came in Who's always looked good when he's ever had the opportunity uh, On loan from Bournemouth But I don't understand why you would have played Medley against Montrose And not given Me- uh, Rossi any time If you're going to If he had it in his head that after Medley's poor performances That you were going to bring in Rossi Then you know I would have thought he would have given him some time On Saturday you know, Get him back up to speed Because he's not played for a couple of months anyway he had a hand injury as well So he's not played for a wee while And um, I think in the midfield I was a bit worried Malumbu played really well Being brought back into the team But we went back to Power and Dicker Who have had their day They were excellent uh, Two of the best players You know, together I've seen in the last few years At Kilmarnock anyway um, We've got Aaron Tishbola Who for, for me is the most Technically gifted player at Kilmarnock uh, He's probably the one Out of the whole squad Where if I was going to say Who could if he's going to reach his potential Play at the highest level It's him He's not had a look in under Tommy Wright But we seem to be sticking with, with Dicker and Power So that's a bit of a concern And the way the defence has been Really really poor lately And you know Playing up against Dundee United With the strike force they have And the potential they have It could be a long night But at least today The uh, the TV that Alex Ray won me Arrived today So if we lose If we lose Then at least they'll, they'll look Good doing so So uh, cheers Alex If oh, you're listening I like that Take a punt on a pundit That was the competition A few weeks ago And Alex Ray won Simon And by the way Simon See if Kelly lose Don't go chucking the TV Out the window Or anything like that It's far too expensive right? you, you look after it um, Are Kelly the ones Down there with that Little bit of momentum That keyword you're always Sort of looking for Now I know this is Skewed a bit Because it, it was Cup games against Lower league opposition But that can help You're trying to get Into that winning habit They've won three Of the last four you know that they're unbeaten in in the last four as well. When you get to this stage of the season, how important is that? Yeah, it's massive. It can give you that momentum. I, I think with with the split though, it's always down to the, the individual games because you're playing each other. The, the swings are are so big that yeah, you know each game is is important. It's going to go right to the wire because it's so tight. Kelly, for you, you change your mind every, nah, week. I change my mind every week. I'll let you know at the end of the game. Right, okay, Motherwell. But the thing is, for me, the big thing with Kilmarnock is they've now got a goal scorer in Kyle Lafferty. Yeah, huge and, uh, difference, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And and obviously, Simon mentioned that you know, Kilmarnock have got their problems at the back. But when you've got Kyle Lafferty up front, you always fancy a goal or two in there. When you look mm. at Hamilton, they don't really have that that natural goal scorer. So 
I'll change my mind for the sixth time and say, come on, let's stay up. There we go, Simon. He's just uh, ruined your night with another woeful prediction. Thank you to Simon in Kilmarnock. He will be feeling a bit better about himself if Motherwell can hang on here. Hamilton down to 10 men, but not out of it at all. 82 gone. Hamilton nil, Motherwell 1. Still St. Johnson nil, Rangers nil. Andy, anything else? St. Johnson have actually played really well. Um, you know, there's been spells in the game where. Rangers have had plenty of possession but St Johnson really restricting them to just only that Jack Simpson header and, and there you go it's another opportunity for St Johnson where they steal the ball and uh, yeah they've looked really good one thing I will say about St Johnson is and I mentioned it with Cedric and having a you know one that's maybe still got a point to prove in a Rangers jersey St Johnson's back three are very very aggressive and I think it's been a big part of the success they've had under Callum Davidson and, and they're restricting Rangers to, to pretty little the whole midfield there, the press in the in the middle third, they were just waiting for the pass and then the, the, they're out to, to really get after Rangers in that middle third and mm. they've done well. The Well, we're not really seeing this theory play out, so I'm talking rubbish before we've even started, but Hamilton are down to 10 men, so maybe it's a bit different. There will always be a couple of teams in that bottom six that don't have quite as much at stake. Mother would be one of them, and I'm looking at the other one as St Mirren. You're kind of in that no-man's land, but whereas Ross County have got... Well, they've got survival on. Does that does that come into it? Do you think between those two up there and Dingwall? I'm not sure. Sometimes it can work both ways. I mean, you've something to play Relaxed. for. You can you can be up for it when you've nothing. It's relaxed. You go out and play, and I, I don't think it it could affect it either way. So uh, I, I think it will go right to the wire. Let's see how you two are being affected on this question. So we're looking for. Can you name the five most capped players that Gary played with at Celtic and the five most capped players that Andy played with at Rangers? So if you're at home, you're just trying to do the lot, but these two were flipping it over. They need to get the other person's list. So Gary has already told us Stephen Davis is on Andy's list and he's correct. Have you got any more? Nico Krancher. Yes, 81 Croatia caps. Well done. Any more? Zalukas. Mm, no. Uh, Nakamura. Yes, he's got 98 caps for Japan Keishun Young No Philip Senderos No Robbie Keane, did you just miss no. Robbie nope. Keane? Megide Yes, 93 caps 93 Some gone, eh? Wow uh, Samaras Yes, he's in fifth place, 81 Right, you're doing alright So Andy's got two left on Gary's list Gary's got three left We've got kick-off in the 7.45 games We've got Dean on the line It's all happening Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard These two are all over the place What do you the mean place. these two? What do you mean these two? <laughs> on, this, on this teaser, right? We're looking for I've headed more balls than Andy <laughs> Gary needs to name the five most capped players that Andy played with at Rangers And Andy needs to name the five most capped players Gary played with at Celtic See if you think this is bad See when Crazy Pony sent me the question mm-hmm. It had It was from across your career So you had some mad <laughs> Estonian player at Middlesbrough Apparently Who had played that He's the very one Who had played loads of times for Estonia and you had various guys at Wigan um, Maynard Figueroa I saw, Yeah, guys like that And um, I can't even remember the rest So <laughs> this is the easy version of the question So before the break Gary, the five most capped players Andy played with at Rangers You've got Davis and Cranshaw Great question by the way though, I've got to say Gary, any more? Kyle Lafferty, but I'm, yes. yeah, I'm really stealing that one <laughs> I had to give him a bit of a clue during the break on that one Kyle Lafferty He spelt his name it Joe Ledley? No Nah, I'm out then Seriously? You're in the wrong Bellamy. era you're in the wrong era 
Okay, I'll start giving you both well, clues to help the listeners home as well, right? The two that Andy's still waiting for that played with Gary. One had an excellent Celtic career and is European as well. And the other one had a terrible Celtic career and is not European. And he's got 108 caps. For you, Gary Caldwell, the two that you're looking for, think along the think along the Stephen Davis and Kyle Lafferty line. You might have forgotten that he played for Rangers, and the other one, Dean play- Shields. No, the other one played for a a, a a proper European country, one that's won things not too long ago. Very famous teammate as well at international level. Extremely famous. Anyway, let's bring I in. I can't even think of these two. <laughs> You're hopeless, right? Let's bring in Dean and Bishopton. Dean, how's it going? Can Dean help? Not bad, guys. Evening. How are you? You're well. I'm good. good. I just want to discuss the the game last week. Um, sure. Obviously, that was probably one of the worst Celtic performances I've seen. Right, was long. it? Was it? And I'm interested in this, Dean. Right, I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people keep saying this, but obviously Celtic had a lot of chances and Rangers took theirs and Celtic didn't. What what made it so bad? A previous caller this week said it was embarrassing, and you're now saying it's it's one of the worst you you've seen. Yeah, well, previous Celtic teams against Rangers, the press is always high, the tempo's high. We were five yards off of every single Rangers player last week. It just it letted them it, it let them look like superstars when they're not superstars because we've dominated for nine seasons. It's been a complete collapse from Celtic, and I just don't understand why. D- did Rangers look like superstars at the weekend, Andy? Um, no, I don't think that. I think Rangers have got another couple of levels in them as well. Uh, Dean's right, Celtic have dominated the last nine years, but not dominated this team. It's a completely different team. I think. I don't think Celtic. I think. I thought Celtic were okay in spells. I thought Rangers were okay in spells. I thought it was probably the most competitive at the the four old firms. Well, it could have went either way. I think looking at the basis of chances alone, Celtic probably had the better chances of the game. But I thought Rangers. Game management and game plan when they went two mm. 0 up was just to sort of stifle the game. Let players like Stephen Davis control the tempo of the game. I actually don't think Rangers particularly press Celtic uh, that much throughout the game. So I don't think I thought it was nip and tuck. I thought the difference between the the two teams was in both boxes. I thought Rangers took their chances that they had. Celtic didn't. And I just think, like we've sort of said quite a lot with Celtic this year. When it's time to defend, they've just looked a bit shaky. This guy is flying high at the moment. The Jet, J. Emmanuel Thomas, has scored for Livy. Pulled one back, Hibs two, Livy one. Brilliant Jet pun right over the head of Andy and Gary as well. Totally wasted. <laughs> Can't get the staff these days. Um, Gary, what about Dean's point there? Because he's not alone, by the way. We've had loads of Celtic fans furious with that performance. But, I mean, Andy's talking about the, the chances Celtic missed and so on. I thought first half was poor. I think they started slowly. They didn't defend well. And, and conceded two goals I think Rangers didn't play great To get those two goals Second half they were much better Better team uh, in the game If they take a chance Then then it's game on I'm not, I know Andy said it Stephen Gerrard said it as well Managing the game You're not managing the game well When you give away the chances Rangers gave away second half You give a penalty away Managing the game well is not giving chances away Yes sitting in Defending compact and, and being hard to beat But They gave Celtic Great chances That They should have took them And for me It was It was probably a 50-50 game With With both teams Rangers not at their best uh, and, and Celtic You know Poor first half Good second half But Ultimately they lost the game Is this not part of the problem Dean Because you, you said that they had A lot of your disappointment You say You know We've dominated 
this for, for, for nine years But very quickly Diego Laxalt hasn't been part of this domination John Joe Kenny hasn't been part of this domination Celtic are not functioning anywhere near the way that, that they used to They've also got those added personnel issues And Rangers have, have strengthened So the, the relevance of dominating for the last nine years Is it not starting to wear off? It's, it's not about the dominating for the nine years It's the desire I think Celtic have come out this season And just expected to win it I mean, Edward, he's I don't even know what player he's turned into If we're expecting to get £25 million for Edward <laughs> It's a laughing matter Because Edward has not proven this year That he can do it down south You look at the likes of Ayer Who wants away You've got Laxalt, Kenny going away You've got Brown going away You've got Christie You've got Elianusi You've got probably Griffiths You've got Ayeti Why are we continuously playing these guys If they're not giving us it week in, week out? You've got young Dembele Who we're going to lose at the end of the season Fair enough, he's on the bench tonight Why not give the young boy a run out? Let him see what he can play for For his next season It's a, it's a nothing season there I just had John Kennedy coming out and saying We need to be calm um, We just need to pick ourselves up and move on Sorry, is, is John Kennedy a Celtic fan? Like, is he, re- is he really expecting the fans after the success we've had just to be calm after a complete collapse? Now, listen, I'm not taking any credit away for Rangers. Rangers can play the killer ball from centre-back to centre-mid. We go from side to side, and we do it for the best part of 10, 15, 20 minutes a game and do absolutely nothing. That's the difference between Celtic and Rangers. Interesting stuff Dean We'll have to leave it there Because we're running out of time Let's get a quick You two can keep this brief Because we are running out of time Andrew McLean Half time from St Johnson Rangers Yep St Johnson nil Rangers nil The half time score At McDermott Park It's been a bright performance From the home side Especially in the early stages Meanwhile it's been Pretty disjointed From Stephen Gerrard's men So far It was a quick start For the home side A well worked corner Passed to the front post Flicked into the path Of Liam Craig But that shot went straight At John McLaughlin Straight after that Guy Melamed Was played through Into the box He finished well But the flag went up For offside And they continued that Melamed found space From a corner His header went straight At John McLaughlin Rangers first opportunity And really the first time They got out the their own half was 10 minutes in. Yanis Hadji with a floated cross from the right-hand side that was headed over by Jack Simpson. Rangers settled a wee bit more after that. Their next chance coming 22 minutes in. A brilliant ball over the top from Kemar Roof. He found Scott Wright. He took it down in the box, but Xander Clark was quick off his line to scupper that chance. The home side... Uh, we're still more threatening in terms of openings before the break, but there wasn't really any more chances after that. I think Stephen Gerrard will be happy to see the half-time whistle as Rangers are in need of a bit of a reset here in Perth. The half-time score at McDermott Park, St Johnson nil, Rangers nil. Dean and Bishop to make sure you give us a call back sometime because some good points that I think we could have picked up on if we weren't short on time. Uh, full-time at Hamilton Motherwell, Alison. Full time at the Follies, Hamilton Aki's nil, Motherwell won. Motherwell claim their first derby win of the season to all but guarantee their Premiership survival while piling more pressure on Hamilton. Motherwell keeper Liam Kelly, Kelly was rarely troubled with Aki's reduced to 10 men after Kyle Gurley denied Chris Long with a, for an opener with, for Motherwell. It was a straight red for Ronan Hughes after a late challenge on Robbie Crawford just after the half hour mark. And it was minutes later that Motherwell took lead. Mark O'Hara with a low shot past Kyle Gurley. Into the second half and Motherwell had chances to go further ahead. Ricky Lamy's header easily saved by Gurley. Devante Cole denied by the Hamilton keeper with Mark O'Hara with a shot across goal. But there was no chances really for Hamilton Ackies in the second half and they are 
remain bottom of the table and will be hoping other results go their way tonight so they're not cut further adrift. Full time at the Foys, Hamilton Ackies nil, Motherwell one. Ackies fans, it is getting tense down there. You're going to be cheering on Dundee United and St Mirren no end to see if they can limit the damage, but Motherwell win the Lanarkshire Derby. St Johnson Rangers nil nil half time, still 2 1 to Hibs. I don't think anything else yet in the 745 kickoff. So we do have Kilmarnock, Dundee United, Ross County, St Mirren. And Aberdeen Celtic All getting underway round about Seven minutes ago Seven or eight minutes into those games So we'll keep you up to speed on anything That you need to know in the next minute or so But we need to get out of here And you two have got work to do first How are we getting on with this list The five most capped players that Gary Caldwell Played with at Celtic According to Andy Halliday Nakamura, McGeady, Samaras, two more Give me excellent clues I know, honestly I'm toiling The European one No, toiling Arthur Boric No 105 caps Also well, played for Aston Villa Petrov Yes You play with Petrov aye? Not for long <laughs> That doesn't matter See I I, I right. just I, my, my, my years okay. must be way out Petrov And, and uh, Gary what about you on Andy's list You've got two N- to get Not got a clue There's one I think I've got one of them Right you can help each other out now uh, he's he's po- Portuguese He's Portuguese he's Portuguese aye there you go Oh the big centre half Yes I don't know his name Bruno Alves Bruno Alves Right okay So now one each left Koki Mizuno No But The right And geography is not Andy's strong point As we established But you are in the right Neck of the woods Chad Dury No 108 caps this guy For China Barely played probably But you're Overlapped at some point I'm not getting it He said it earlier No he didn't uh, Zhengzhi uh, no, I'm I'm debating that. He's got 108 caps. Well, according to this guy, you do. Right, anymore, Andy. You don't even know your. That's w- another one. You don't know your one flies. that you've got remaining. Mm, can't think. No. 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 Is that bad? No, not necessarily. Just wasn't didn't play much up here. Um, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah. 80 caps for Northern Ireland. They barely played. Oh, that. I know it. I know it. Centre half for West Brom. Oh, I forgot his name How can you not get this? Oh. I've told you See when it comes to Rangers Center Norwich it's, it's, a, no, it's This is your teammates Under 21 coach now Oh Gareth McCauley Gareth McCauley You too Right St Johnson nil Rangers nil Hollowell with a big win On the board already It looks like Hibs might follow Jeez. Yes they have indeed uh, tomorrow night we'll look back on Aberdeen Celtic Killy United Ross County St Mirren and all the earlier games as well so make sure you join us thank you for your calls and tweets this evening we are back at 6 tomorrow Gordon DL Mark Wilson and hopefully you Callum Gallagher is up next